Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, July 27, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket. We had Kabuki Theater. We knew about Kabuki Theater. We knew what to expect in terms of the market moving in one direction or the other. They began the move in the northern direction. So let's talk about what we have on the board. We'll assess the daily chart. We'll see what else we have working this week because there is something else. There is the GDP that they've tried to turn your attention away from saying that, well, GDP isn't really measured in the way it was measured for the last 50 or 100 years. We're going to reset the terms. We're moving the goalpost. Okay, fair enough. The market was looking for an excuse to run a goose operation in the northern direction anyway. Here's what we've got on the board. And by the way, I've got a lot of notes today. We may skip around a little bit, but keep in mind, there's always a method to the madness. It'll all come together at the end. We had a low we had a higher low, and we have another higher low in place. We talked about that last night. We talked about that before. What else have we talked about? We talked about the gap that exists that was filled today right up here at 401.44. They did not close above the gap. They could have, but they pulled back. But that is normal garden variety market behavior. They don't have to close above the gap on the first hit. Now, let's talk about something else also. They ran up here on time, had a little bit of a pullback. They came up short of the gap. They do that a lot. So the interpretation of that is, are they going to miss the gap and fail miserably? Again, we talked about this the other day. Or are they going to go higher than the gap and the miss was essentially part of a fake-out operation? That seems to be the case at present. What else do we have on the board? We have our famed breakdown box. Now, we're going to use this as somewhat of a guideline. We're just going to pick a spot and say, if you draw a line over from the middle of the breakdown box, somewhere in that vicinity, it comes around the 100 period moving average. We'll call it 412 for argument's sake. Now, we've put a horizontal line across the board at 412. Guess what? What have we been talking about from a weekly chart perspective? We've been talking about the market running up this breakdown candle up into the convergence of these moving averages, the 20 period and the 100 period on the weekly chart. So guess what? They're on the way. Can they fail miserably tomorrow and go right back down? Anything is possible. We're assessing what's happening at present. We take the market at face value until she proves something different is going on. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, Generally speaking, it's going to be a duck until such time as it's unveiled it was the ugly duck. So net-net is, over the next several sessions, could be tomorrow, could be Friday, could be into next week, we're looking for a spike higher or a continued spike higher that reaches around 412. Maybe short of it, maybe above it, that's the general number. Now. Check something else out. Remember, we're using 412 as a guideline. It's right around those moving averages. Let's say they come up short or spike it. What are the important numbers in front of it 
and above it, above the 412? Well, from a garden variety market retracement perspective, 407 and change is one spot. Then you have the moving averages, and above the moving averages, I would put this number on a sticky note. This is really an important spot. 414.25. Now, where does that come from? Folks that have taken the course will understand. Lazy E-mini trader, lazy gap trader. Either way, it's explained in both courses when I review how this works, and that number comes in for a specific reason. It's another bona fide important spot. We're going to leave it up there. I've moved the 412 to 414.25. We'll leave it there and we'll see what happens when and if price gets up into that neighborhood. From a weekly chart perspective, we can make a pretty stout argument that we're in an on-time type of situation. Imagine this for a moment. Next week, the market spikes up to that price and finishes the week with a sign or signal of a trend change. That would be a sight to see. Put that on a sticky note as well. Just to round out things that are on the board, we have tech earnings. Tech was up a ton today. They can certainly push price across all the markets up higher. May I remind you about this trend line that we've talked about a number of times. They closed above that trend line today for the first time since it was formed. We didn't form it. I didn't form it. I didn't make it up. The market told us that's a trend line. That signifies bullish behavior unless it immediately fails back down tomorrow, meaning price. But that's a bullish thing going on. As long as they're above that trend line, it opens the door for the 100 period moving average, which will become magnetic as price gets closer. It gets sucked into that level. Then you have the 414, the 412, meaning the convergence of moving averages. There's a lot of stuff going on around the breakdown box. Put this stuff on a sticky note. Let's review inside the numbers. We'll run through the commentary. There's not going to be that much because we had Kabuki Theater, so we basically get shut down after the morning rush type of activity. Things quiet down. And then Kabuki Theater happens and they fire the market back up. It's hump day and Kabuki wake up to the thieves in the night, the pre-Kabuki goose operation. They were jamming price higher long before the whole Kabuki FOMC Federal Reserve Jerome Powell press conference situation. Normal today is for the morning rush hour to take place, then markets generally quiet down, settle into float mode while waiting on the Fed, and that's in air quotes. The numbers shape up like this. Our early pivot will be 393.85. That means as long as price is above that, the bulls have the ball for continued upside. 395 and a quarter, 396.50 are the next spots up north. Let's think in pictures for a moment. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 395 and a quarter, 396.50 were the next spots. So you could see what happened. As long as price is above the pivot, they're going to go to one. And if above one, they go to the other. They ate some time off the clock at the first one, decided to run up to the second, found some resistance with a spike of it, pulled back a very slight pullback, and kind of went sideways for a while until Kabuki Theater staying in between the two numbers for the most part. The higher stuff we'll do in a real-time type of formation. We'll do that later 
as we see more of the notes. The flip side, we don't need. That was the bear case. They didn't come down, so we don't need to go over it. Now, 917, here's the setup as we get closer to the opening bell. The higher part of the range is 396.75. They stayed bullish, so they're into the front end of resistance already before the opening bell even rings. So now I've got my focus on 396.75. They're unlikely to blow right on through this zone without a pullback operation. Back to the pictures, the high in this candle at 11.05 a.m. was 396.79, four pennies above that number, and they had a pullback operation. The low was 395.79. It's not a tremendous pullback, but it was still 10 handles, so it worked nonetheless. Let's see what else we have as the day starts to get underway. Above the pivot and the bulls are in control, that was the case. We had a nice trade on TENB. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. And you can see above one number opens the door for the next zone. They went to the next zone. They found resistance at the next zone. And you'll see around 10 o'clock, what we're saying is if they fall, here's the support. They didn't do that. If they push higher, it's 396.50 to 396.75. That's the current schematic. It was slow. They were grinding. They were in float mode right out of the chute for the most part. So here's what I said at 10.17. We talked about the zone. I'm not interested in a short for a few reasons. It would represent an opportunity. There's a difference between having an opportunity in front of you and deciding to take it or not take it for your own individual reasons. Here were my reasons. I wasn't interested in the short, but other traders were, and I understand that but I like to tell you what I'm thinking, hashtag what's in my head. Volume is light. There's no institutional participation. It's Kabuki day. Don't want to get stuck in a trade leading up to the meeting. Didn't mean I was going to, but I didn't want to. So I'm taking the high road from my perspective. It's trader's choice if they get there sooner than later. They pretty much got there sooner than later. And then if a trader was going to take the short, so I lay everything out, it's up to the individual trader. It's wrong if they start closing candles above 396.75. They didn't do that. They went four pennies above and pulled back. And we're moving along. So here at 1045, what we're saying is as long as they stay above 395 and a quarter and they hadn't got there yet, the door is ajar for the next spot. They did the next spot. It's an overhead resistance zone. They should pull back under normal garden variety conditions. If they don't, the next target is 398.50. They did all that after Kabuki when they ran the tape hard and fast. It was somewhat of a squeeze operation. We know what that produces. It produces a conveyor belt of pies in the face. Who gets the pie in face? The traders that were short into Kabuki theater. Let's scroll the thing up. We'll see what's going on. You can read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double check the work. Before Kabuki, I give the whole deal, lay out both sides of the tape as the just in caser. And you can see here, if by chance they're above, and this is 398.50, 400, psychological, it's not really an important number. And then 401.44, that was the gap. We talked about it a million times. And guess what? They did all that. So, Here's what it looked like into the end of the day. You can read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 
Stocks on the move today in a floater operation. We had minimal opportunity. We had a few on the board. And keep in mind, this is earnings season. So even this is a light list in comparison to the big scheme of things. We'll take a look at the chart of TENB and BG or Bungie. The rest of the stuff didn't hit their numbers. They're off the board. Tenable Holdings getting a buzz cut at the opening bell, 37.81, 36.88 is really a zone. You can see in the first candle of the day, they came short of the second number, but they ripped back up. They provided the minimum required base hit. They came down, did the second number, provided another base hit. Not to say traders were taking the second price after they came up short. We're just citing what happened with the numbers. Why? Because the numbers work. Look where they finished the day. Right above, by three pennies, the first number. And by the way, I said base hit, but let's look at what really happened here. 39.73 is the high. That's over a dollar from the entry of the first price on a $38 number. That's almost 3% in like a flash. Bungie getting its haircut at the opening bell. Here's where they came up short and bounced away. The low was 89 even. Then they came in and did the thing. So technically, nobody who is looking for them to come in the manner in which took this trade, but traders that did take this trade worked out anyway. They got way more than the minimum required base hit, finishing the day up at 91.50. But nevertheless, as you can see, the numbers work. You guessed it. Now, here's where we'll take a look around the horn, but what you're going to see is it's all the same market. They're just in different places on the chart. They don't all move the same magnitude, but what you can see in Camp IWM is what? They're headed to the 100 period moving average. The target here would be more like 188. There should be a series of overhead resistance, 188, 189, even up to 190. Weekly chart looks the same. They're climbing the weekly breakdown candle and into or almost into the 20 week moving average. There's going to be overhead resistance regardless of how many people, meaning the talking heads, the media, all that stuff, start discussing, see, the bottom's in, the market at a normal correction, it's over, all that stuff. That's all garden variety media behavior. Nice big update for the folks over at the transportation department. What they're doing here, and we'll just highlight it, is they had a big up move and here, this is really just one of these bullish, not really a flag pattern, it's more of a wedgish pattern, but as long as they stay inside the low of the breakup candle, that's a bullish thing going on, especially if they're above the 50 period moving average, they're setting up for a move into what? You guessed it, at least into or an attempt into the 100 period moving average. You have a big breakdown candle high over here. This is an area of, you got it, Overhead resistance, repeat after me. Anything different with the Q people? Not really. They're already into the breakdown box, but now what they're headed for is again, same routine, the 100 period moving average. There's another resistance area above. Put this on a sticky note. If you're a Q trader, 319 and a quarter is the calculator number. Could be a plus or minus on either side of that. It's a really big spot if they spike the 100 period moving average, and they're doing it in a hurry formation. Not if they're eating time off the clock underneath for a while, but if they run up to this stuff in a hurry, 
This is an area of bona fide overhead resistance. How about the financials? So they still have get nowhere near the gap over here. They're up 50 cents today. It's making somewhat of a bullish formation, but they're lagging the other stuff. Of note, puzzle piece on the table, put it on a sticky note. Below 32.40, trouble in paradise for the XLF. Another sticky note situation. Smash Mouth, almost at its 100 period moving average, headed to where? You guessed it, it's breakdown box above the 100 period moving average. They'll spike it, look real good for a while, and then all of a sudden, somewhere in this neighborhood above 240, they'll hit overhead resistance. What's up in that neighborhood above 240? Here's the weekly chart. Up, oh, ironically enough, the 100 period moving average and a weekly breakdown candle high general area. Funny how that works. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. This is everything that I wanted to and intended to discuss today, so we'll pull the ripcord here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.